How's the how's the leg doing? Uh, both of them are. They've seen better days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt like it was. You're gonna feel it, I think, for for the yeah. week. Oh, for sure. I can walk though, so I'm good. Uh, we just got back from the store and gave it a little bit of just trying to get some blood flow in there. Still swollen, or has it swolled up a little yeah. bit more? Or? Yeah, both of them. Both of them pretty swollen. How did it feel overall? Like, like obviously in the fight. I mean, uh, but like the day after, was it worse? Is it worse now than it was? Like, I think right now it's worse than it was yesterday. Uh, I, I woke up today and just after sleeping all night, it was it was just stiff and yeah, I was, I was just hurting. But the thing that's more bothersome than that, like a like the first punch that uh, that Gutierrez landed, like fractured my orbital, like. 10 seconds into the fight and I was I was seeing double the entire time wow I think like a lot of people missed that obviously the the, the leg kicks were the things that yeah. stood out I guess but uh yeah. you did a good job covering it because I, I had no idea so yeah I, 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 it just kind of I got a decent poker face for the mo- my legs gave out but like I got a decent poker face um I I, I I swear I thought I thought like he could tell that I, I wasn't seeing right it looked like I was like I had a feeling my eye was like hanging and I was like looking at him from a different level just because everything was, there was two of them and they were just staggered. It was kind of crazy. I, uh, man, couldn't figure out my distance or anything from there. And then I, I couldn't get the, he, he did a great job not letting me breathe so that I could like even gather myself and try to correct things. Like he was just on me with those kicks, on me with those kicks. So Overall, how do you feel like, because cause you were traveling before, right? You went and cornered uh Ricky Simone in Jacksonville. How do you do? You feel like the travel back and forth and and everything going on with the pandemic. Do you think that had anything to do with your performance? Do you think that that could have been a difference? And looking back, is it something that would have? If you could go back, would you have still taken the fight? I I, I know me. I know how I am. I'd still be taking the fight. I just I just know how I am. Um, I I think uh. Maybe if maybe without all the traveling, I could I could have been better prepared. But on ten days' notice, there's only so much that that can be done. So um, I think my my preparedness was it, w- it was subpar. I I, I realize that now. I, I for the, for the notice, I mean, I thought I thought we'd done enough that I could actually I'd be able to figure some things out. And I was just a, a step behind every time, unfortunately. What what advice I guess would you give for fighters who are considering like not taking a fight or taking a fight? Uh, a lot of the fighters I spoke to were like, "Yeah, I'll jump on that," and he, like without uh, even really considering the fact that they don't have a full training camp, et cetera, right. et cetera. Well, so if if they're any if they're anything like me, like I'm always training regardless. So it to get in fight shape, it it generally doesn't take much. Um, but fight shape and fully prepared for these elite level athletes, this is something different, and and it's something I'm I'm realizing because uh, I've, I'm kind of, I've I've been known to take fights on short notice. So that's that's kind of my thing. Like I was just yeah sure I'm I'm good to go whenever. Um, at nine and five now I realize that's kind of costing me what would look like a great professional career or at, at least at least on paper anyways. So I don't know. Um, I just got to make sure I'm I'm better prepared and a full camp is probably probably going to be the best way to do that. But everybody knows themselves as well. Like I, I was I was probably more confident going into this fight than than a few of my other fights. I just. I felt great. Felt everything training wise felt great and everything. Um, we got in there and I looked over and I saw how much he rehydrated since weigh-ins. I was like, I, I missed I missed finding at 145 for like three seconds, <laughs> and then I seen him and I was like, yeah, I forgot how much. <laughs> That's not fun. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, nine and five, which which is a good record uh, overall. One and three in the UFC. Where do you think that leaves you? I mean, obviously, you're you're in a division that doesn't have as many fighters, so it's not like the lightweight division where one and three record is costly. Um, what is next? Obviously, I'm sure you want to stay in the UFC. Is there a name that that comes to mind or anything like that? Unfortunately, no. I, I can't think of anybody like directly that that I can actually see myself fighting. I was. I always look at the guys higher up because those are the guys I want to fight. That's what I want to be prepared for. Um, I don't know yet. Like, um, when the see, I'm, I'm back to how I am though because uh, I want to get back in there as, as soon as possible. It's it's just that, that's just who I am. But um, yeah, I, I want to take I want to take a step, make sure I fill the right holes, and like make sure I'm better prepared. Like this this was this was one time I can I can for sure say I, I wasn't as prepared as I thought I was. So. Do you have a timeline on when you can return to train? Obviously, like you said, you're, you're, you're struggling to walk. The legs are hurting. Do you have a – ideally, I'm sure you'd want to be back in there yesterday. Um, yeah, but for is, sure. Is there – I'm already telling people, like, that. that's – I want to get back in the gym. I want to train. Like, I want to, like – I want to start filling these holes. I want to start start that process. Um, I don't know yet. I, I've got a – I got a eye appointment tomorrow to get – um to see if they need to go forward with surgery. I'm still seeing double right now. So it's kind of, yeah, frustrating. Um. Yeah, so I got that appointment, and then I got to go get just some re- just some res- regular physical therapy on my legs for the next week or so, and then uh, hopefully I get an idea. I'm still in between looking for, like, a real spot I want to call home. That's another thing. I was kind of, like, when all this COVID pandemic stuff started, I, I had just barely stopped training with a, with Tony Frickland. So I was – I hadn't, hadn't really had a chance to – find a new home yet so that's one reason i was over in portland and thankfully i love those guys over att portland that's a uh, fabiano scherner's the man really i really respect that guy um i can't wait to go back over there actually so what's the uh what's the state of the pandemic there is it everybody back in gym or is it just like limited it was pretty limited like um ricky simone he, he kind of had a special deal working out where he could go when when he needed to because he had a fight and stuff so but it was far from a full gym, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're talking about everything should be moving forward. Everything should start returning to to normal for them as far as uh, the gym, as far as the gym goes. So hopefully soon. I want to make my way back over there and say thanks to everybody. When you look at, I mean, obviously it was an empty arena, and for us fans, it's, it, it was kind of. It was weird at times, especially in between rounds. You've obviously fought in empty arena before when you fought for the contender series. Mm-hmm. Is it is it different? Like when between rounds, obviously you don't hear anything, but uh, when you're actually fighting, is does that play a factor in the way you perform? I think so, just a little bit. Um, the cool part about it being an empty arena, I think um, you really get to see. It's just you in there. Like I, I, I'm somebody who kind of feeds off the crowd. I like the noise. I like when people are screaming, whether or not it's good or bad. Like, I'm, I don't know. I've, I've just that's always been like a reward for me. Um, so w- without it, I definitely don't like it. But uh, I don't know. It, it's got its pros and cons. It's also nothing, to, nothing to distract. You can clearly hear instructions from both sides. So it's interesting. Yeah. Is it like you? You must have been hearing their their corner yell and and things like that. Do you change your game plan? Did you change the way you were fighting based on what you heard their corner saying? Um, I just tried to try, try to react accordingly to both, just because I could hear them saying certain things, but they had their own like code code words for stuff. So I was trying to figure out what that was without putting myself in danger to be 
taken advantage of by what they were looking for. So and that was a little strange because I could hear him say, yeah, I see it. And I'm like, oh, crap, what's he see? What's he see? Where am I looking? And then uh, I was just getting kicked in the leg again and again. Yeah. Uh, can you hear like the, uh, like, for example, like DC, do you hear the commentators and stuff like that as well? Yeah, you can hear a lot of it. Not all of it, but you can hear a lot of it, especially like, uh, especially when I hear or I catch one of those kicks and I can hear everybody scream, ooh, I'm like, oh, that must not have looked very good. And then, yeah. This this weekend coming up is really exciting, I find, especially for, for your division, 135 division. What right. what are your thoughts on, on the fights going on? Obviously, Cody Garbrandt is a big, big fight there. Yeah. Aljamain Sterling, another big fight. Yeah. How do you think the whole thing should unfold with Henry Cejudo uh, relinquishing his belt? Man, I was really thinking that they were going to do Aljamain Sterling and uh, Peter Yan for the for the vacant belt. It just made the most sense to me. But uh, I don't know if they both need to get one more before that happens makes sense i think regardless it's still going to be those two that that are fighting each other i just think they're 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 the top of the line right now really good um i'm interested to see how garbrandt can handle and he's on a bigger skid than i am so i'm interested to see how he handles that um he's somebody i saw him fight years ago and um i think i was still fighting at 145 at the time and uh that was somebody that i i just envisioned myself fighting eventually so I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm hoping he can pull it off. Yeah, it's a big fight for him against the Sun yeah. Sal. I think it's yeah. a really, really tough fight, especially on a three-fight skid. Yeah. Uh, very, very dangerous fight for him to take, I think. 100%. I was kind of surprised that he, he took that. I was kind of I was almost expecting to see like some boxing shenanigans where he's getting fed somebody to build him back up because I think he's still got a lot of that star power. So. Yeah, I mean, I think he outside of his – I think the biggest issue he has is he gets very emotional. Yeah. You know, if he gets clipped, he just goes crazy. And, he, you know, he saw it against TJ and against Munoz. Yeah. And I think this is really a good test for him because I, I don't think he's going to be able to put a sun sail away. So I think it's going to be a, like a tough a tough grind for sure. Yeah, I agree. A sun sail is just a – he's a tank. He's a hard guy to put away. So, man, that's a tall order. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see all these fights. There's a Stammen and Kelleher, I think. I think they're fighting at 45 this weekend too. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's, that's one I'm interested to see. I want to see how Stanley comes up, comes off uh, dealing with the uh, the song controversy, whatever, whatever. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it's an extremely tough fight for Kelleher. Uh, I'm surprised he took it, especially given the fact that he just fought recently. Yeah, must be feeling good after that knockout is why. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy knockout. Yeah, yeah, that was great. What what went behind the decision? Because obviously you moved up to 145 for this fight. Was it the short notice, and was it something you both agreed on? Like, wow, we're both 135ers, may as well fight at 45. Exactly, pretty much. My my manager hit me up on a well ten days out and was saying that uh he's got an offer for a fight at at featherweight. I used to fight there, so I'm like, oh cool. And he'd been dropping a bunch of fat jokes after seeing me in uh in Jacksonville. Yeah. So I'm thinking he thought I was heavier than I was because I, I I literally I woke up for weigh-in day I had to cut two pounds. So 145 is not a cut for me. Um. Yeah, and then he he was like, yeah, okay, we got this deal. Um. A new contract let's if you want it it's here i'm like okay cool like i'm i'm in let's do that and uh yeah just thought it would work out a little better so yeah i mean well i think i think taking a fight on 10 days notice and during a pandemic when the ufc is having a hard time finding fights mm-hmm. i don't think that's you know the end of the line i think it i think it right. just shows the kind of person you are and i think the ufc uh respects people who are willing to take fights on 10 days notice like who does that <laughs> like right. i can appreciate that oh yeah yeah, especially during a pandemic, it's right. It, 
it's hard to come by guys who are willing to do that. And I think Dana White said it publicly. Like it's hard to find fights right now. A lot of guys aren't willing to do it. Yeah, it was it was crazy. He gave us that little um, pre-fight speech and got us everybody fired up. And I thought we were gonna have to fight in the <laughs> before everything went down. It was crazy. Yeah, he's when it comes to motivating fighters, he is definitely yeah, he's, great at that. he's he's unbelievable at that. For sure. Ricky Simone had a crazy fight. Uh, are you guys you guys are, are related, aren't you? Yeah, he's my cousin. Yeah, it was crazy fight, back and forth, uh, very very narrow narrow decision. What are your thoughts on on his performance? Uh, I thought he did great. He did everything. So we he had a short camp as well. I think it was like two and a half weeks or something. But uh, so anyways, I went over. I went over. We got to training and stuff. Uh, literally everything that uh, Coach Scherner was having us work on happened in the fight. Uh, defended the guillotines properly, uh, dealt with the wrestling properly, outstruck. I, it w- that was like 100% according to game plan, other than getting the finish. That's something we're always looking for. But, um, yeah, I thought he performed great. Um, Ricky, Ricky's a, he's something special. He's got some he's got some great stuff behind him. Yeah, well, he was fighting a hell of a fighter in Ray yeah. Borg, who's mm-hmm. really, really good. He fought for the, the title. So. Yep. Albert performance and two and a two fight losing streak. I think he really needed it. And I, uh, how do you feel about him cutting the mullet though? I, so when he first started growing the mullet, I was the first one to tell him, "Don't do it. Like <laughs> you got to get rid of that thing." Um, I was always nagging him about about that. So he finally did, and I, I, I was finally happy. <laughs> um, I don't think, man, he he got a lot of flack for that. Actually, that was a social media blew up when that happened. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, I was upset. I, I was like, that's what he was known for. Like, it's like yeah, if Roy yeah. Nelson shaved, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it, it, it would, I don't know, it changes who he is as a person, I think. But. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. He's it, To me, he's back to normal now, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. I mean, yeah. he won the fight. So, if, yeah, if yeah. cutting a mullet did it. More so power to it, I guess, yeah. How's the, how's the testing? Obviously, a lot, a, lot, a lot of controversy with the UFC. You know, they're forcing fighters to fight. Uh, how's the testing been, and, and from a fighter perspective, how how do you take the whole thing? Uh, it it kind of is what it is. Um, I had USADA. I was dealing with USADA at the, at the same time, so it's it's just another another thing to go through, another hoop to jump through. It 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 is what it is. Fight weeks kind of always got some unprecedented obstacles to work over, and that that's basically what that was. So it was a little uncomfortable. The uh, the ones in Florida, I, you saw, they go all the way up the nose, like yeah. tickle your brain. Um, the ones here, they changed and they swabbed the back of your throat. That one might've been more uncomfortable. It was, it was really bizarre. Yeah. I got the, I got the nose one done really early on in pandemic and I didn't, I mean, it kind of caught me off guard. So they did both nostrils and the first one I was like, Ooh, but, uh, knowing the second one was coming, I didn't like it, but I never got the throat one done. I don't think I could. Yeah. The throat ones. I didn't like that one. Like it seemed like it was going to be easier. It was not. (laughs) How many how many tests do you do throughout the week? Is it just one or? So this time we had to do one right when we got there, and then one after weigh-ins or before weigh-ins. I'm not real sure. Um, over in Jacksonville, though, we just had to do the one when we got there. But every morning they check our temperature, and they were they were doing that same thing, same thing here in Vegas. Um, they were checking our temperature every morning. So that was something we had to do by like 11 a.m. every day. What's the protocol now that you've you've fought? You went through the testing there. Um, are they like enforcing you or encouraging you to take 14 days, or are you just back home? I'm I'm just back home. So I, I I live here in Vegas, so I'm just back in my apartment and hanging out. Um, 
they, yeah, the, I passed all the test testing was fine. I passed everything, so yeah, nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's what that's what I feel like. I I was watching the fights, and uh, someone I was with was like, "Why are they all wearing masks if they're all yeah. testing and they're all yeah. testing?" It's it's really unusual, and like seeing forcing people to stay six feet apart, even though yeah. that they they just tested and they're fine. Uh, it's really strange, and I, I hope things get kind of sorted out sooner rather than later. Yeah, so do I. That that, that was real strange because uh, that was one thing that went through my mind when when we got to the faceoffs after weigh-ins. Um, we stood there, and he stopped kind of early, and I was expecting him to keep going forward. So I took a little tiny step, and then I was, I was thinking, wait, am I breaking a rule right now? Like, I, what was I supposed to be doing? I don't know. It's it, all these other things. I think it's kind of just to appease to the the commission. I think they're setting certain guidelines and restrictions and this is kind of like okay well we're doing this in precaution of this yada yada and it kind of goes from goes from there so whether or not it's all actually helpful i don't know but i know it probably looks better to the eye that this be being taken that serious yeah i think that's more or less what it is because i don't think it really makes a difference like you guys are just gonna you're gonna go fight like you know if one of you guys gets strangled drool is gonna be going all over the (laughs) so it, it doesn't make any sense to me but uh I guess it is very appeasing to the eye, and especially for people who are who are watching, um, they want things to look, I guess, the best they can given yeah. the situation. Exactly. We have a we have a big fight coming up this weekend, and the second title fight, I think, third third title fight since the uh, the pandemic, if you include yeah. the interim title. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on the fight? I, I'm Canadian, so part of me is rooting for Felicia Spencer. Right. But deep down, I I know it's a tough tough test in Amanda Nunez. What's your prediction? Man. Um, so every time, so I've picked against Amanda a few times and she's always pulled it off. Um, I've picked against Felicia like every single time and she always pulled it off. So I'm pretty much whatever I choose is probably going to be wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not sure. I'm kind of thinking Amanda's got too much firepower and too much, uh, just she can be too much for her overall. But uh, Felicia's got this, she's got this weird like dominating Thing about her where she can just get a hold of people and then they don't know what to do so I'm, i still think amanda's gonna be too much but i'm trying i'm trying not to overlook felicia and uh, i guess we'll kind of shift the focus now and and mm-hmm. so sort of the same thing with your division um obviously a lot's gonna unfold here uh jan aldo edgar munoz there's a lot of big fights who do you think a year from now will be holding the belt um, a year from now, probably, I want to say Peter Jan's probably going to catch it and hold on to it for a few fights. Um, that's, it's hard to count out Sandhagen. The Sandhagen's, that guy's kind of a problem. Yeah. He's got a real, real weird body type for the division. Uh, real big, it's got awkward style, but he knows everything really well. That, that's a difficult fight. Um, I want to say Peter Jan's probably still going to be the guy though. I think he's just too much for a lot of people right now. All right, perfect. And then, like, last question uh, before I let you go and uh, probably ice up your leg. Uh, what what sort of things are you doing when you're not training right now during the pandemic? Obviously, you can't get out. Uh, are you big into gaming? Are you What shows are you watching on TV? Uh, gaming's, like, the main thing I'm doing. Yeah, I play a lot of Call of Duty. Uh, I, I bought a PC last year, so I've been doing everything on, on PC. Um Mostly Call of Duty. I gotta go get the new Final Fantasy VII. I've been waiting until after the fight so I can get that. And, and I, I throw on kind of whatever's on Netflix. I just started watching that Space Force show with Steve Carell. Yeah, I heard it's it's got mixed reviews, but I heard it's really good. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I might have to like 
throw it on again. I binged it all real fast. So, but no, it, it was really good. Um, yeah, pretty much anything sci-fi, I end up throwing on and I end up enjoying. So. Do you uh, a question I, I've I've wondered but never asked? Does hmm. UFC provide all fighters with fight pass? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I ever set that up though. I, oh. did, I didn't I didn't end up watching much on fight pass. I watch everything on ESPN now. That's where like. So half the stuff's available on ESPN Plus, and then half the stuff's available on Fight Pass. So I like I hop I hop on my parents' account because they have it, and I watch like Sug and stuff like that. But yeah, right. we're we're supposed to get provided that. I just haven't set it up yet. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure. I was like, yeah. I always wondered that. I was like, should I just like register to be a fighter just so I could get it? <laughs> I don't think I'd want to go through the the leg kicks. Don't do it. It's not as fun as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time, especially two days out after a fight. So uh, looking forward to seeing you back in there and uh, hopefully the pandemic and everything's cleared up so you can get good training and everything. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it, man. It was good talking to you. All right, man. All the best. All right. Thanks, dude. Take it easy. Yeah, you too.